Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it could all affect your future in retirement? Then tune in to Money Matters with Mike to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Money Matters with Mike, every Saturday at 9 a.m., right here on FM 100.1 and AM 1340. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation now at moneymatterswithmike.com. Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Money Matters with Mike, with your host, Mike Zeno. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for. And he can help you, too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Mike Zeno. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's Mike Zeno coming to you from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Happy Saturday, folks. Two days before Christmas. And what a great time to be alive in these United States of America. Money Matters with Mike is a show designed to arm you with information and give you plenty of meat on the bone to chew on each and every week. And today we are absolutely bringing the heat again. On today's show, we're going to talk about some rules to follow and break for a successful retirement. And back in the saddle again, I have the distinct honor and privilege of being joined by the one and only, my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Matt McClure. Matt, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, Mike. I hope you are having a great holiday weekend so far. I am, I'm just glad to be back here with you. You know, it's, uh, I hate being sick and I don't do it often uh, for mm. good reason. <laughs> it's just, it's not fun. I don't know anybody that actually enjoys being sick. And if you do, they're the, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're a, a, what is that? A masochist or something? If yes, you like it is the masochist, uh, one, one, one of those, <laughs> but I am definitely bla uh, glad to have you back in the saddle again. You know, last week we had a special guest uh, co-host in, in, in Sam and Sam does a phenomenal job. And, and then we had a, a special guest interview and we interviewed the president of Transact Card. So if you guys missed last week's show, definitely go back and listen to that one because that was, you know, a classic example of how Americans can fight back against uh, inflation and put more money into their pockets. So uh, it's great having you back, though, Matt. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. It's it's great to be back, as I say. And I loved uh, watching the video of that interview uh, from last week's show. Folks, you can find that on YouTube. Just search for Money Matters with Mike if you go to YouTube uh, on the app or online, uh, and you'll find it there. You can also uh, get the full episode from last week by going to uh, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, number one. Number two, you can go uh, online to the website at moneymatterswithmike.com and click on the uh, episodes uh, button there at the top of the page. Um, and make sure and uh, check out all of the previous episodes of the show. And we got plenty of them because, you know, we've been doing this over a year and a half now. So there's, uh, you know, th there's a bunch for you to choose from. And because uh, let me tell you, we rarely miss a week around here. So you got plenty of knowledge and wisdom uh, that uh, Mike Zeno has imparted to you about all things money over this past year and a half plus. So a lot of great stuff online. And we are all over the place, even on the socials. 
uh, Money Matters with Mike on Facebook as well. And as I said, uh, on YouTube, you can also, in addition to going to the website, you can also give Mike a call. And um, that's another way to do it. And Mike will pick up the phone. He absolutely will. And if he doesn't, he'll give you a call right back. I can uh, guarantee you that. 704-560-1573 is the number. 704-560-1573. Well, Mike, a lot of great uh, stuff to come up here on the show today. You know, you mentioned that um, we're going to talk about some rules. Um, and, and as we like to say, rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> so we're going to tell you the rules to follow and the rules to and maybe use the suggestions, but can also be broken here. Um, some some guidelines, in other words, for your retirement planning. We'll also talk about smart review and making smart adjustments to your retirement plan. We'll, of course, reiterate what that SMART acronym is as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got uh, some smart legacy talk to go through. We'll do a problem solver on a stray 401k. If you've got a 401k that's just kind of out there floating in midair or it's you know running around to the, the neighbor's back porch <laughs> or something, I don't know, like a stray cat, um, you want to you wanna corral it. You want to bring it in. You want to take control of it. And we'll uh, go through some ways that you can do that. And talk about avoiding holiday scams. I cannot believe mm. that uh, the the Christmas holiday is literally just around the corner now. I mean, it's been sneaking up on us quick. Um, but uh, yeah, it, there are still the scammers out there that want to take advantage of you, especially during this, which is supposed to be like the happiest time of the year, right? It is supposed so. to be the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. And, As the song uh, says, yes, and there are people that that want to take and prey upon, especially the the least suspecting and most vulnerable, uh, which happens to be you know the 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 senior market. And uh, I, I just I've said it before, but there's a special place in hell for those folks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really, and uh, <laughs> and perhaps a special place in jail as well. And I we'll, hope. <laughs> uh, we'll, exactly. We'll tell you how you can report uh, those uh, types of incidents if you find yourself becoming victim or suspect that you're a victim of one uh, as well. And you can report those uh, to the authorities. All right. So we'll go through that coming up a little bit later on. First, though, let's kick off our discussions today with a great quote of the week. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. And those words of wisdom this time around come from Will Rogers, the American vaudeville performer, actor, and humorous social commentator. He did have some great quips, and this is one of them. Uh, Will Rogers said this, quote, too many people spend money they earned to buy things they don't want to impress people that they don't like. <laughs> and and you know Matt when I when I hear that I just think of uh man how many people do that and and how much money is is spent and how much money is is actually wasted during the holiday se season I remember you know as a as a young father my daughter was turning I think she was about to be 3 years old or just turned 3 years old and that particular Christmas, I bought my wife a uh, piano, uh, you know, a digital piano. So a stand up piano that she could play on. She still plays it to this day. Um, but I had I think we spent maybe two hundred dollars. And so we're talking about like 25 years ago. All right. Because my daughter's 27. And, and so the fact of the matter is I dressed up the box that the piano came in. Okay. And she had more fun playing in that box that literally cost me nothing than she did for the $200 worth of, uh, let's face it, crap that we bought a three-year-old. 
Um, and, and, and I was like, well, why are we buying all of this? Uh, I remember as, as a young child, my grandmother used to give me pots and pans and a wooden spoon and some buttons. And, and I would entertain myself for hours, um, much to her chagrin. I don't think she had earmuffs, but she was probably wishing that she had, but I mean, that's what I played with. And then, you know, army men and everybody listening is probably recalling the days when, when parents just said, Hey, you know, you go outside and don't come back to the streetlights come on and, you know, <laughs> sipping water through a garden hose. And, you know, I think that's what, uh, that's what made us as tough as we are. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember those days, you know, when I was, uh, you know, a little kid, I would go down the street, you know, play with my, my friends down the street pretty much all day long, mm -hmm. uh, whether school was in or out, you know, after I got back from school, I would go home, I'd hopefully do my homework. And then I would go out and I would play with my, with my friends. I'd come back at night. I'd eat, I'd, you know, go to bed. And that was just the thing that you did every day. I feel like though, you know, a lot of times as we, um, as we get older and our, our priorities shift yep. sometimes, you know, and we, and we get, you know, we work, we, um, we, a lot of us, you know, we work very, very hard. I know that uh, our listeners out there, you work hard every single day and, you know, sometimes you just forget how um, how simple life can be and how uh, creative you can be with just those those little things in life. Yeah. Like, you know, you mentioned the pots and pans and stuff. I, I remember some of my favorite memories as a kid mm -hmm. are just uh, sitting on our living room floor and um, my dad sitting on the couch and the two of us <clears throat> bouncing a balloon in the air back and forth to each other. Yes. And that was just, that was the most fun that you had to keep it in the air, you know? And that was just the, like, mo do that for hours, literally. So it, the, e the easy, simple things in life, uh, we forget about a lot of the time. We do. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because, you know, I did that with, uh, you know, with my grandparents. I did that with my kids. And and, and you're right. It's so funny. And, and what does a, a balloon cost? You know, 10 cents now, maybe. <laughs> and so, maybe. you know, the fact that that people are spending money that they earn to buy those things that they don't want to impress the people that they don't like. I mean, that's that's a classic example of, of keeping up with the Joneses. And so don't feel tempted, or I should say, should I say resist the temptation uh, this holiday season? And I know it's probably too late seeing as Christmas is in two days, <laughs> but uh, you know, so keep that in mind that, that you don't have to impress anybody when you're gift giving. So. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do some last minute gift shopping, um, don't feel like you got to go to, uh, you know, a big jewelry store uh, down at the mall or something. Um, just, Give something from the heart. That's really what matters. And, you know, when they say it's the it's the thought that counts, it's really true, um, because if you do put thought into something and you don't just give whatever because it's nice or fancy or you want to impress somebody, um, then that means a whole lot more to that person sure. um, and shows them that you care it, and that you spent some effort. It absolutely does. And that can be as something as simple as, you know, getting them a gift certificate to a car wash or, you know, offering to have them uh, get a massage or, you know, just something instead of things and material stuff, you know, give them experiences and things that they'll remember. Yeah, th that is a great, great point there. And a great tip. Um, one thing too, though, that, that you can also uh, do for somebody is pay their required minimum distributions. No, I'm just kidding. You can't pay <laughs> them, but you can pay your own uh, before the end of the year required minimum distributions. <laughs> um, that's a big, big reminder for folks. Um, because, and I, and I, we jokingly say that because nobody likes doing the required minimum distribution thing because 
basically uh, all it is, Mike, is the is the government saying, okay, look, you've held on to this money for long enough. It has grown uh, over the years. Uh, you got to pay pay the piper here. You need to to pay your tax bill. You do, and you have six days to to do that, right? So, um, or seven days, yes, hold on, yes, seven days to make sure that it's done by the end of the year. And so, that deadline for the required minimum distributions is December thirty first. And you know what? We do this proactively with all of our clients to just help them plan any annual distributions in an efficient manner. And so, missing that deadline could result in a significant penalty. In fact, it's the largest that the IRS has in their arsenal. So be sure to mark your calendars and prioritize that very important financial task before it's essentially too late, okay? And, and just a heads up, the IRS is actually uh, extending some grace, if you can believe that or not, but they're waiving penalties for RMDs for some beneficiaries who inherited an IRA. Uh, and according to Kiplinger, they're going to waive the penalties for RMDs that were missed in 2023 from those IRAs that were inherited in 2022, where the deceased owner was already subjected to required minimum distributions. And that is a partial extension of relief from the two previous years. Uh, bottom line is, is that can be really, really confusing, especially with inherited IRAs. So if you have any questions whatsoever, please pick up the phone. Give me a call, 704-560-1573. I can connect you with a qualified tax professional who can make sense of all of the mumbo jumbo when it comes to required minimum distributions, as well as the Internal Revenue Service. Yeah, uh, which is uh, no easy task uh, to make sense of the IRS, really. Uh, you can also go online, moneymatterswithmike.com. That's moneymatterswithmike, all one word, dot com. Or just email Mike at mike at moneymatterswithmike.com. All right. So, you know, we mentioned at the top, there are some rules in life and uh, there are rules that are meant to be broken. And so we're going to go through some of these now, the ones that you should follow, the ones that you should consider um, as just kind of guidelines in general rules, you know, to, to sort of keep in mind, but not necessarily follow to the letter here. Right. Um, but they're, they're going to be really some, some tips, some, some good advice to uh, really make a more solid foundation for your retirement. The first is probably the easiest, I think, to understand, Mike, and that is the rule of 100. Yeah, the rule of 100 is a simple, but it's also an effective way to diversify your investments and plan for retirement. And the way it works is by you just take the total uh, number of your age, okay, uh, plus your investments in, in stocks and ensure that it doesn't exceed 100%. For an example, if an individual is 30 years old, they should be 30% safe and have no more than 70% of their investments in stocks. And therefore, as they age, their percentage of investments in stocks and those more volatile type uh, investment vehicles should decrease so that their total um, age plus the percentage of investments in stocks doesn't exceed 100. And that, that's the, you know, the, the plain old you know, rule of 100. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, of course, why they call it the rule of 100, because you don't want to go over 100 in that. And basically, you take 100, you subtract your age, and then the leftover amount is the amount that you should have at risk in the stock market. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, or at some sort of 
um, you know, riskier type of investment. And and basically it's, you know, showing you that the the older you get, so the closer you get to retirement, the more you want to have as far as the safe portion of your portfolio. That's right. You, you, you have that. It's a time horizon thing. Yeah. We're all getting closer and closer to retirement. So you don't have as much time to make up for big stock market losses when you get older uh, and closer to that date where you want to say goodbye, Mr. Boss Man. I'm going off on my own and enjoying my retirement years. That's that's true. And so, you know, by utilizing that that rule of 100, you're able to reduce your risk by limiting your exposure to market volatility the older you get, especially once you are within uh, five years of retirement or the first five years in retirement. Of course, if you've been listening to our show for any length of time, you know that we have dubbed that 10-year time period the retirement red zone, and that can help you protect your retirement savings and ensure that you have enough money to last you throughout your golden retirement years. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the rule of 100. Fairly easy to understand there, maybe slightly more complicated. And uh, this is one of those that that people um, should feel free to uh, not necessarily completely break, but uh, adjust, you know, the, the number here based on their own individual situation, because this is a very individualized thing. But it's mm -hmm. the 4% rule. Yep. So the 4% rule is another very popular rule of thumb uh, for retirees to follow when it comes to managing the withdrawal or the drawdown of their retirement assets. And it suggests that you should not take more than 4% of your retirement savings in any one year in order to maintain that nest egg. And if you think, you know, Heck, if I take 4%, that should last 25 years. Why? Well, 4 times 25 is 100, and then 4% times 25 years would be 100% of your money over that time span. But that really will vary depending on your individual financial situation. And that rule is generally accepted as a safe way to ensure that your retirement will last uh, those 25 years. It does take into consideration two very bold assumptions. Number one, that your money uh, doesn't earn any money. Uh, and then number two, more importantly, that your money doesn't lose any value. So, you know, as with any rule, there are some exceptions. And depending on the situation, some experts suggest abiding by a 3% rule. So if you're retiring early, or earlier, like maybe in your 50s or early 60s, and you have extreme longevity in your family's uh, history, then the 3% rule may be considered a safer way to keep track of your money, okay? Especially when you consider uh, factors such as uh, the current inflation rate, uncertain market uh, conditions. Um, so, you know, 3% may be a little bit safer amount and, and one that will increase your longevity because if 4% lasts 25 years, assuming no growth and no loss, then 3% will last 33 and a third years, assuming no growth and no loss. Yeah. So that that's, uh, you know, the longer that can last, the less likely you are to outlive what you've worked so hard to save and invest over the years, right? So that, that's what you want to do. You want to not have more um, money, more life than money. You want to have more money than life, right? Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. You don't want to don't want to run out because you know being alive and being broke that doesn't sound like much fun, Matt. Oh gosh, no. Uh, you know, just um, 
uh, put me out to pasture or something because that that would not be a, a fun situation. Um, another rule. This is the last one. I know people are like, oh, God, it's a rules. I got to follow <laughs> rules now. Um, but these, again, are, are more, um, you know, suggestions, guidelines, that type of thing. Uh, rules of thumb, really, to, for you to keep in mind for your retirement. This one is the rule of 72. And um, it has nothing to do, folks, with the age of 72 or anything like that. There's nothing magical that happens at the age of 72 that we're going to talk about here. Um, but it's a really um, you know, good calculation uh, that's, that's a very simple one for you to use to find out how fast your investments might grow, right? It is. And so uh, a pretty smart individual is credited with coming up with the rule of 72. You might have heard of him before, uh, Albert Einstein. Uh, and so the rule of 72 is a straightforward calculation that's used to estimate the amount of time it's going to take for your investment to double in value. And so to calculate, you just simply divide 72 by whatever expected rate of return you think you're going to get uh, in order to get the number of years that you're going to need uh, in order to double your investment. For example, if the expected rate of return is 8%, then it's going to take you nine years for your investment to double, right? Because 72 divided by eight is nine and nine times 70 or nine times eight is going to be your doubled investment. So again, by understanding the expected rate of return of any particular investment, investors can use the rule of 72 to estimate how long it'll take for their money to double in value. And that can help them decide which investments to make and how long to hold them. So for an example, right, the rule of 72 can be used to estimate that return needed to achieve a desired goal. Well, if you want your money to double in three years, you're going to need a expected rate of return of 24%, right? 72 divided by three is 24. Now, 24% return doesn't happen that often, does it, Matt? It does not. It has happened. It has been known to happen and even more than that. But, uh, you know, getting that rate of return really is not um, not an everyday occurrence. So, yeah, it's um, going to help put things in perspective. The old rule of 72 there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you were to invest or you to start investing or continue investing, my question is, who would you invest with? If you've listened to this radio show for a long time and you'd like to give me a call, have a little conversation, guess what, folks? You can. All you need to do is pick up a phone and give us a call. You've not made a decision until you actually take action. And by taking action, you're able to take control of your overall retirement plan and better project and grow your hard-earned and hard-saved assets. And again, that telephone number is 704-560-1573. You can also visit the website at moneymatterswithmike.com. That's all spelled out. Or you can email me. Um, you can send a carrier pigeon if you'd like them teasing about that last one but the bottom line is take action stop procrastinating it's time for this week's problem solver so the problem this time around mike is the old stray 401k mm. um i just I, I imagine you know it being like a stray cat just kind of running around doing what it wants 
Which is kind of the truth because it it really, you know, you have no, it's money that's yours, but you don't really have any control over it because it's sitting in, a, you know, a, a 401k uh, from an old job that you had and left a few years ago. Um, and it's just kind of been sitting there, you know, growing maybe perhaps, but you haven't really had any say on what the investments are or anything like that. So that is uh, kind of the problem here. A lot of people really neglect to roll over those funds from a previous jobs retirement plan. And that's the, the 401k that has become a stray or it's an orphan now. Mm -hmm. um, we actually recently worked with uh, someone named James, a purchasing executive who changed jobs a couple of years ago. Uh, he had a sizable IRA, but uh, what he uh, may or may not have actually realized in the beginning here is that he had a stray 401k at his previous job that could have been earning him a lot more, Mike. So what's the solution there? What was the solution for James anyway? Right. So, you know, we were able to take uh, and roll over $80,000 that was just sitting there in James's old 401k plan. And we rolled that over into an IRA, which increased the size of that account by 10%. And now he has many more investment options. He also has lower fees. And so not only is it more investment, lower fee environment, but he's getting a better rate of return on his investments because we helped him replace the bond portion of his old 401k with a fixed indexed annuity. And so I just want to make sure that everybody understands if, if you have an orphaned 401k and, or any money that's sitting out somewhere, when you roll it over, that does not create a taxable event. And so this wasn't a taxable event for James. Had he cashed out his 401k or converted that to a Roth account, he would have had to uh, pay the piper in the taxes due Uncle Sam. So just remember that set it and forget it is very often not a good strategy. I always ask my uh, workshop attendees, I say, hey, you know, how many people in this room have moved in their adult life? And almost everybody raises their hand. And I ask them, well, you didn't leave your vehicle parked in the garage of the house that you no longer live in, did you? And they all kind of look at me crazy. They're like, no. Well, then why in the world would you leave your 401k parked at the employer you no longer work for? So we help people manage their hard-earned and hard-saved money in a much more efficient way that fits their needs. So let us help you take control of your retirement plan by rolling over any of your orphans, okay? Any of your old work uh, 401ks, 403bs. If you're a federal employee and you have a thrift savings plan that's just sitting there, uh, you, we might even look at converting some of it and going to a Roth side so that your money grows tax-free for the rest of its life. Just give me a call, 704-560-1573, or visit us online at moneymatterswithmike.com. And it really, Mike, all comes down to what is best for the individual. You know, we talk about a lot of things. We, we talked about rules, some, you know, rules of rule of 100, uh, rule of 72, all of those kind of things. Um, a little bit ago, 4% rule that are um, that we call them rules. And, and uh, you know, a lot of them, a lot of times they, they are rules that you should really, really stick to. The, uh, other times they can be, you know, kind of guidelines for you. Yeah. But, um, you know, there really all comes back to the individual's personal situation and what is best for the person. Um, and that is uh, really 
what it's all about, where the, where the rubber meets the road, as it were, um, to uh, you know reach out and get that initial uh, free consultation that is absolutely obligation free and absolutely free of any type type of fee or anything uh, in the the beginning here when you start this relationship because it really is um, something that can be very very beneficial uh, to you. And then, you know, once you establish that relationship, a great thing to do and a thing that I know that you do um, all the time with your uh, clients, Mike, is a smart review, right? A review of the performance of your um, your retirement accounts, your investments, things like that, to see if anything needs to be moved around, changed, adjusted, to see if your needs have changed. That's really where um, the personalization comes in, not only in the beginning when you set up an account, but as you just said, you don't set it and forget it. You make changes uh, as you go along based on that smart review. Yeah, you have to make the reviews as you age, because I I don't know that I've ever met any one person whose circumstances were the same in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, their 70s and beyond, right? Life happens to folks. And so your plan has to be um, liquid. It has to be able to evolve as you evolve and you go through. There is no such thing as always do this or never do that. And we definitely do not use a one size fits all. So it's very, very important to make sure that you're not setting it and forgetting it, but in fact, setting it and inspecting it and reviewing these things, at least on a quarterly or semi-annual basis to ensure that you're staying on the right track in order to meet those you know, retirement goals and dreams. Yeah, absolutely uh, crucial to do that. And when, you know, people reach out, Mike, for that initial consultation that I mentioned just a, a minute ago, um, what's that process like? Because a lot of people, I, I feel like, get intimidated or, you know, just kind of get freaked out a little bit to, to be very technical about it. Right. They get freaked out uh, by reaching out to anybody who is kind of an expert in the financial space because they either think, oh, I don't have enough money to worry about, uh, you know, seeking help or advice, or they're going to think that my situation is uh, that I'm beyond help and that I just can't, that, you know, nothing can be done because I've got too much debt or I've got, you know, this, that, or the other situation, but that's not at all the case. It's not Matt. In fact, the first step is, is admitting that you have a problem, right? And if you need some help, then I'm about as, as down to earth as, uh, I've ever met when it comes to a financial professional. I honestly, I don't care if you have $10 million or you have $10. It le- legitimately does not matter to me. What does matter to me is that you have some goals, you have some aspirations, and we put together a plan for you to reach those goals, those dreams, those aspirations. So again, we do that at no cost, and you're only going to end up working with me if, if it's best for you. So I'll take a deep dive. We'll look under the hood and we'll see where your money's going. We'll see, you know, if you're bleeding anywhere, if you're hemorrhaging and we'll try to stop the bleed. And, you know, if you have annuities, we can look at those. You know, some people bought annuities way back when and those are the old school type. And we can rescue you from those. Those are the kinds that we do not like. There are several that we absolutely are major fans of. In fact, I have my mother and my mother-in-law in fixed indexed annuities. But, you know, we'll discover how much you're paying in fees. We'll help you cut any unnecessary costs. 
Um, and we can also help with social security maximization planning. If you're coming close to hitting the age of eligibility for social security, which is 62, unless you are disabled. And we can also help you with Medicare, which we just finished our annual enrollment period earlier this year or month rather. But you know, if that's something that's coming up on your horizon for this upcoming year, trust me, you're going to be put on every turning 65 list there is, and you're going to have every Medicare sales agent uh, on the face of the planet calling you and sending you junk mail. Um, and so if you want help deciphering all of that, just pick up a phone and give me a call. Bottom line again, we'll compare your current situation to what's possible to working you know, with me. And then bottom line is, is if you haven't heard from your advisor lately, um, please give me a call and get a second opinion. I want to make sure that you're on the path to retirement that you've always dreamed of. Yeah. If you have an advisor or a financial professional that you work with and they're MIA, uh, give Mike a call and that will uh, not be the case with him. 704-560-1573. 704-560-1573. You can also go online to the website there. It's moneymatterswithmike.com. Well, okay, Mike. So after that smart review happens, then come uh, opportunities all, all along the way to make those smart adjustments mm. that we talked about. Yes. And, and it really is you know, a, a matter of knowing whether or not some adjustments need to be made and then making them in a way that is going to be beneficial to you, not just sort of, you know, throwing something at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Right. No. So just it's important for our, our listeners to understand what SMART stands for. SMART is actually an acronym and it stands for the S stands for specific. The M stands for measurable. The A stands for achievable the R for relevant, and the T for time bound. So when we're making adjustments, we want to make sure they are smart adjustments. So you should have your portfolio as well as your entire retirement plan reviewed at a minimum of annually to ensure that you are on track uh, to meet your goals and not outlive your money. And so by reviewing your assets regularly, that allows you to know when you should rebalance over time the performance of different assets can cause a portfolio's allocation to drift away from how it was originally set. And rebalancing helps you to maintain your desired level of diversification as well as risk. So, you know, imagine a 20 year old that's got 80% of their money in equities. Um, when you're 80, you don't want to have 80% of your money in equities because God forbid the market tanks, then there goes your livelihood with it. So additionally, rebalancing can help those um, motions to stay out of investment decisions because it requires that you are able to just look at numbers and remove emotion from it. The smartest investors are able to do that and periodically buying assets that have decreased in value and then selling assets that have increased in value obviously just puts you in a much better position. But we want to help you take the emotion, more importantly, take the stress out of financial planning so that you can live that stress-free retirement that you've always dreamed of. So like we said, you know, I happen to know a guy. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Uh, his name is Mike Zeno, and the website is moneymatterswithmike.com. That's moneymatterswithmike.com. 
Uh, you can also call Mike, 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573. And Mike, I, I'm going to throw in here just a couple more rules mm -hmm. that just popped into my mind that people, these are, these are the rules that people do need to follow. One is don't invest with emotion, as you were just uh, saying uh, right there. And the other, don't try to time the market. Yep. Because, um, you know, you can, as we've said previously on the show, you can get it right once, uh, but getting it right twice, because you got to get it on the upside and on the downside, got to get it right. You know, the buy, buy low, sell high, um, doing that all the time at, at, with any degree of regularity, especially is super, super hard. So that is something to be avoided. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, in fact, most money managers don't get it right twice. So time in the market, much more important than timing the market. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely right. And so, you know, I mean, if you are one of those people who uh, says that I am 100% sure that I'm going to have a great retirement, um, then you're great. You're set. You're wonderful. Um, go, you know, go ahead and retire and, uh, and, you know, do, do your thing. Um, but if you have any inkling of doubt, let Mike help you get started with that complimentary consultation um, and get a plan for you that's focused on your specific situation and your specific goals. Once again, you can get started down that road by going to moneymatterswithmike.com. All right. So um, another smart thing here that we're going to take a look at, Mike, is smart legacy. Mm. And you know, this is something that, you know, it really involves, of course, planning ahead for future generations uh, of your family, of your loved ones. But people don't often like to talk about the end of their life. I mean, for good reason. It's not a, it's not the happiest topic in the world to think about. Um, but it's something that's it's necessary uh, because you want to make sure that you are set up for your retirement, that you are are good to go for those golden years of your life, what should be your golden years of life. But you also want to make sure that your loved ones are taken care of after you're gone. Yes, Matt. And, and like you said, planning for the end of life, um, that can be pretty tough to discuss. OK, and, and I can speak from personal experience on this. Um, my mom, I've been after her for about five years and literally just uh, a week and a half ago, we set up her estate. Now, a lot of people kind of laugh when I use the word estate because they don't have a whole lot. Well, guess what? My mom is comfortable, but she it's not like she's sitting on piles and piles and piles of assets and money. Family doesn't want to think about life without you, and they may choose not to make a plan just to avoid hard conversations. And so the reality is that planning for the end of life actually protects your family. In fact, it's one of the biggest gifts that you can give your loved ones because you've laid everything out for them. So, you know, some of the benefits of, of both estate and legacy planning, um, Number one, you can ensure that your assets are passed on to loved ones in a tax efficient manner. So by setting up both wills and trusts, retirees can avoid those hefty taxes associated with the distribution of assets after death. And they can also ensure that the assets are distributed according to your wishes. OK, and that eliminates any possibility of family disputes over who should receive this and who should receive that. So the ability to provide for your loved ones in the event of your death can provide extreme peace of mind, knowing that your family is going to be taken care of even after you're gone. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the disputes over uh, inheritance and stuff like that, they <laughs> might make for entertaining plots of movies and stuff, but you don't want to find yourself in that uh, situation, you know, and, and you want to make sure that your wishes are carried out and that um, where you want those things to go is where they go. If you want some to go to charity, mm -hmm. that it goes there. If you want some to go, you know, a certain portion to go to this person, a piece of real estate to go to that person, you know, all of the things uh, get th this, you know, estate plan and and uh, and will in place, and that's really going to make sure that that happens. Now, you mentioned, of course, Mike, a, a will and a trust. Mm -hmm. There are differences, of course, between the two. I think sometimes people might get them a little bit confused. Um, so just kind of go through what are some of the similarities and differences between wills and trusts. Yeah, so a will and a trust, they're both a legal document, and, and they're both used to manage a person's assets after their death, but they do serve different purposes and have some key distinctive uh, differences, okay? So a will, that is going to outline how a person's assets should be divided upon their death, and it also outlines the person that's going to be appointed as the executor of this the estate, and then who should receive any of those assets. Now, a trust, on the other hand, that's an arrangement that allows for a person to transfer their assets to a trustee during their lifetime, and then the trustee is then responsible for managing the assets and distributing them to the beneficiaries that are named in the trust. And so having both of these documents in place can help you avoid probate, um, which is where the state comes in and takes over and then also takes a portion of those assets. So, you know, our two big tips as far as planning your legacy is concerned Hat number one, have a will, okay? Don't leave your legacy in the hands of the courts and the state and make your last will clear so that your family doesn't have to bear any additional burden after you pass away. That's number one. And then number two, make sure you have a Roth IRA because those funds within the Roth IRA pass on to your beneficiaries tax-free and any growth within those Roth IRAs, that is tax-free as well. So don't let your family inherit a ticking tax time bomb that's going to explode on them after your demise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, if, you know, folks, if that piques your interest, uh, in getting some of these things set up, if you're like, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you thought, oh, I don't have enough money to worry about, uh, you know, coming up with a financial plan for my uh, retirement. I don't have enough money uh, to worry about a will or a trust or any of those things. Uh, chances are, yeah, you're wrong about that. Um, and so if this has piqued your interest and maybe helped change your mind a little bit or, or even got you curious about it, um, give Mike a call, 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573. You can also go online to moneymatterswithmike.com and uh, get you connected with some experts there who can help you make that process absolutely as easy as possible. It, it all sounds complicated and overwhelming, I'm sure, when you go into it, but it does not have to be overwhelming or complicated for you. Uh, Mike Zeno can help you make it much, much easier, uh, easier to understand and easier to, to implement as well when you reach out. All right. So yeah, the, as we talked about earlier, you know, the Christmas is just about here. It's literally staring us down at this point. And um, there are still those Grinches mm. out there. 
lurking around the corner, trying to get your hard-earned money, trying to part you from that money uh, and your personal information so that they can get more of your money. So don't let those Grinches steal your holiday cheer or any of those funds that you have stashed away. Um, there are ways that you can avoid holiday scams this year, but they're everywhere, Mike. I mean, I know that I've gotten, um, you know, a bunch of the texts saying, oh, well, your package could not be delivered. Please click here for the." Mm. And it's like, no, I don't. I don't have a package coming today, so you're full of it and I am ignoring you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the holidays are a great time. They're supposed to allow you to gather with friends, with family, uh, with food, okay, and in and, and a time of fun and giving to others. But these scammers, these cyber criminals, they also take advantage of this time of year to cook up schemes um, to steal from those folks that are just very unsuspecting. And according to a 2023 um, fraud watch network report that was done by AARP about 80% of us consumers, 80% have experienced or been targeted by at least one form of fraud that can be tied to the holidays, including those, uh, requests from often fake charities, uh, online shopping scams, fraudulent communications about shipping problems that you just mentioned. Uh, I received two of them today um, and I'm like, you know, it's so aggravating. Most scams are variations on everyday fraud that are ramped up to match seasonal spikes in spending as well as web traffic. And not surprisingly, they often center on shopping, especially online. And so these scammers, they're good, y'all. They can create fake ads that link to very realistic looking websites, but they're nothing more. I mean, nothing more than vehicles to harvest your credit card numbers, your date of birth, your last four of your social um, and, and fraud involving drained gift cards also shift into high gear this time of year. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that this year as well and, and seen a lot of that on the news about people going in, messing with gift cards so that when it's activated, they can just drain that of any funds that you've put on it immediately. Um, it's really kind of a, a scary deal. Um, so go through some of the kind of big hallmarks of the season. Um, I know that uh, there's a there's a particular TV network that shares that name, Hallmark, that my mom loves to watch this time of year. But we're not talking about that kind of Hallmark. We're talking about the hallmarks of the season that provide opportunities for these grifters. Uh, and this is uh, some information here from AARP in that study as well. Yeah, the first one is, is the charity scams, okay? So one third, believe it or not, one third of all charitable giving is done during the month of December, according to Network for Good. And that means that more sham charities that are built just to exploit Americans' goodwill uh, via fake websites and pushy telemarketers, they're going to be more prevalent, those charity scams. Um, the, the next one is delivery scams, especially since holiday packages are crisscrossing the United States of America. These scammers send out phishing emails uh, and phishing text messages that are disguised, very well disguised, I may add, uh, as UPS or as FedEx or as the United States Postal Service. And, and, and they're fake notifications about incoming or missed deliveries. And so they provide you with a link to click and that phony sign-in page asks you for all your personal information 
and, or it, it leads to a site that's infested with malware so that as soon as you click on that link, they can, you know, they can mirror or copy every single stroke on your computer. So you have to be very, very wary about those types of emails or text messages. And then I think uh, another major one is travel scams. And a lot of criminals will send scam emails as well as texts that are offering promotions like free flights, uh, free hotels, um, anything that is going to enable you to start sharing your credit card information, your personal information, or click on those links that, again, download the malware onto your computer. Um, I always say, people, look, if you didn't seek out the information, don't click on a link. Yeah, that's 100% true. Great, great advice there. And um, there's some big warning signs here to watch out for too, Mike, when you uh, encounter a, a scam or potential scam, some some ways you can kind of know that it's a scam. Um, if you see things like these big, big discounts on some of the big hot gift items of the year, um, especially on social media posts, things like that, uh, there may be, you know, links there to unfamiliar websites. They might look legit, like you were saying, and, and be very convincing, um, but they could very well be a scam. So you want to be really careful about that. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one for me, the spelling errors and the shoddy grammar, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, uh, on a shopping website and an email or a text, if they're all just riddled with punctuation errors and, and grammatical errors, misspellings, uh, that's probably a sure sign that you're not dealing with a professional organization or company <laughs> or anybody in the United States where English is their first language. <laughs> also, also very true. Yeah. Uh, could be someone through, you know, even working through Google Translate or something in a foreign country as well. If it sounds like broken English when you read it out, maybe they're not the misspellings or anything, but it just uh, we, some of these words seem like they're in backwards order and the sentence or something. If it doesn't seem right or feel right then uh, you'd probably just want to steer clear. Also, unsolicited emails, like you said, if you didn't reach out for it, if you didn't request the information, uh, avoid it. If it asks you to click a, a link or download an app to access a deal or arrange a delivery, stuff like that, steer clear. And also, uh, you know, too much pressure from a charity fundraiser to donate right away. If they're really, really giving you uh, pressure to, to, oh, no, you got to donate right now, you got to donate right now, um, that's probably not a real charity, right? Probably not a real charity. You know, most most charities are not going to pressure you into giving money. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say use common sense, but it's becoming more and more and more difficult to use common sense, and and, and because of how good the fraudsters are, are becoming. So, you know, there are ways to protect yourself. Uh, the first one, just like I just said a minute ago, rather than clicking the link, okay, from an email or a text message to get that hot deal, just go to the web browser and type in the web address of the company that was purportedly offering this said great deal. And I think you'll find out that, you know what, lo and behold, it's not that great. Um, I actually looked at one on Facebook. I actually was in on Instagram. It was a pair of shoes, a brand of shoes that I, that I like to wear. They're very comfortable and I like to think they're somewhat stylish. So this, uh, this scam little post was offering them at 80% off. And I'm like, come on, man. And so I go to, I go to the web address and of, of course they were not 80% off. So I actually reported it and we'll tell you how to do that here in a minute. Um, another way to protect yourself, pay by credit card. That way you can dispute charges and you can limit the damage if the transaction was actually fraudulent. 
Um, you can buy gift cards online directly from the issuing business instead of buying them from a retail rack where those cards can actually be tampered with. And when you receive a gift card as a present, register it if that's an option and utilize it sooner rather than later. I know a lot of times gift cards just end up in that drawer of procrastination, but by using them sooner rather than later, you're giving any fraudsters less time to you know, go ahead and take the money that was placed on that card. Um, avoid sh conducting shopping while you are connected to public Wi-Fi. In other words, if you're doing online shopping, make sure that you are doing it from your home network or at least using what is known as a VPN or virtual private network to uh, protect your information there. And then, you know, like Matt said, those pushy charities, that can be an indicator that the cause is bogus because legitimate charities will accept your donations uh, as little or as much as you want to give, and they'll do so on your own timeline. So anytime you're prompted to make a purchase or you're prompted to make a donation or you're asked to do a wire transfer or asked to provide gift cards, guess what, folks? It's a scam. <laughs> Plain and simple, it is a scam. And so, you know, folks, if you find yourself a victim of a holiday scam, or if you just encounter one, you don't become a victim, but you're saying, hey, I need to get the word out about this. I want to warn uh, the authorities so that other people can really avoid this too. Um, file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. They are all over this this time of the year. Um, and you can contact them at 877 382 four three five seven once again that's eight seven seven three eight two four three five seven to get in touch with the federal trade commission you can also go online ftc.gov uh, is the website and you can report it there uh, you can also report it to your state attorney general's office and the consumer protection office there in your state really super important to do that and hopefully then that stops these fraudsters from making other people victims. Yeah, if if you just ignore it and you don't do anything about it, you're you're asking these fraudsters to, you know, do this to your grandma. Um, you're asking them to do it to your best friend's mom, right? And, and the only way we can stop them is, is by actually reporting it and let these investigative institutions do the investigating and put these people in jail. It's this week in history. All right, Mike. So December 23rd, as we start off this week in history, a historic moment in 1975 when President Gerald Ford at the time signed the Metric Conversion Act. This is one that was quickly undone a few years later, <laughs> but it declared that uh, the metric system was the preferred system of weights and measures for the U.S. Congress. Uh, the metric board uh, was actually abolished by President Reagan in 1982, but it still is the metric system used today by scientists and academics across the U.S. This is why it's very uh, confusing for me when I uh, drove in Canada uh, once, yeah, uh, because everything in you know kilometers and meters and all that stuff, and I'm just like, wait, hold on, what? The speed limit is what? <laughs> exactly, and and I almost wish now now Reagan was my commander in chief. I love President Ronald Reagan. I'm never going to say anything bad about the man. Um, but I really wish he'd not changed it and let us keep the metric system because of the fact that the rest of the entire world is on the metric system. And just like you said, anytime you travel abroad, it is definitely a much more difficult conversion. 
Yeah, it really, really is. Uh, talk about this uh, big moment, Mike, for us that happened on December 24th. In 1968, folks, Apollo 8 became the very first manned space exploration to orbit the moon. That crew orbited the moon not once, not twice, but 10 times without landing and then departed safely back to Earth. And those three astronauts, Frank Borman, James Lavelle, and William Anders, were the first humans to witness and photograph the far side of the moon, not the dark side of the moon for you Pink Floyd lovers, uh, and an Earth rise. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've ever seen those photos, they're very famous and, and just really, really beautiful as well. And of course, December 25th here, aside from being Christmas Day, of course, uh, December 25th also had some big happenings in sports. Uh, in 1971, it was the longest game in NFL history that took place in a matchup between the Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. The Dolphins went on to defeat the Chiefs 27 to 24 in double overtime. That contest lasted uh, on the clock, 82 minutes and 40 seconds. So, boy, that was a long one. And then in music on this uh, date in 1955, Bing Crosby's White Christmas entered the Billboard chart for the 11th time. It sold 100 million copies around the world with 50 million in singles sales as well. So a lot of big things, of course, happened. And as I mentioned, Mike, it is Christmas coming up here in just a couple of days. Hard to believe, but I hope that you have just the merriest and brightest, sir. Same goes for all of our listeners and uh, really appreciate you. We'll uh, talk at you again next time. That's right, folks. And if anything we shared on this week's uh, show makes sense to you at all, or you could use some help with one of those free and no obligation retirement consultations, please don't hesitate to pick up the phone. Give me a call. If we want to start off 2024 uh, with a bang and in a good way, as in a plan for the rest of your life when it comes to retirement, then let's go ahead and get a jump start on, on booking that appointment because I do book up very, very quickly. Quickly. Again, thank you for listening to the show. Without you guys, we don't exist. Matt, thank you for your production value and your co-hosting. Uh, just I couldn't do the show without you. So whatever you're doing this holiday season, I hope you enjoy it to its fullest extent. Friends, family, and food. And as always, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a licensed financial and insurance professional who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MoneyMattersWithMike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573. Not affiliated with the United States government, Mike Zeno does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of the respective owners. Amerilife assumes no no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information.
Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it could all affect your future in retirement? Then tune in to Money Matters with Mike to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Money Matters with Mike every Saturday at 9 a.m. right here on FM 100.1 and AM 1340. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation now at moneymatterswithmike.com.